All right, we're here, episode 98, World Peace Podcast, uh, right here at Blend on Kirkwood, our new home. I have a very special guest, Kaz Thompson, here with us, digital marketer, a uh, small business owner, um, and he's going to learn us. He's going to learn us. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, thanks sure. for being here. I really didn't know what you were going to say when I reached out to you. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> always want to give back. So you supported us. Uh, I think we met. Um, in a small business setting, mm-hmm. and we had a little talk, and I know you're growing, so uh, any opportunity that we have to give back to people that are, again, growing their business, we're going to do that for sure. So, I appreciate that. Me. So why don't you tell people how you got into, like, how did, what's the story behind the digital marketing? How did behind you get marketing? Into that? Um, all right, so my story, my story starts off with uh, leaving corporate mm-hmm. about four years ago and, you know, opening up a restaurant, not really knowing what I was doing. Uh, but obviously passionate about you know, wanting to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one thing I learned quickly was that, hey, wow. you know, the first couple months, there was a lot of support from family and friends. Mm-hmm. The second month, still a lot of support from family and friends. The third third month, things started slowing down. And um, quickly, we had to pivot and figure out how to get, you know, customers in the door. Um, because if customers weren't coming in, there would, wouldn't be a business. Right. Right? Yeah. So uh, once we figured that out, um, and we were able to do that within two, three months. Uh, we were able to take that process, and then what started happening is it kind of blew up mm-hmm. in, a, in a good, positive way to the point where we started helping other small business owners who were like, hey, Kaz, you know, hey, what are you doing? Um, and obviously it wasn't perfected, mm-hmm. but we kept on using those same techniques, same strategies to be able to, uh, again, find new customers, new clients, for not just restaurants, for you know, a multitude of different types of businesses to right. the point where we're able to open up an event space. Yep. Um, and my wife opened up an accounting firm, mm-hmm. was a tax firm. So we're able to, again, use those same methods on marketing to apply it to different For concepts. different businesses. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that's how it started. What are some of your... Um, well, this, this restaurant business is tough, though. Restaurant business is tough. So I wouldn't recommend it uh, for anybody getting started who isn't really, if they're not truly passionate um, behind, again, waking up 6 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. staying up till midnight. Um, it, it is a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to say, and you know, I tell my wife this all the time, I think I've learned the most about business mm-hmm. in general um, just from some of the struggles that happened at the restaurant. Right. And it's made me, um, you know, the man I am today in regards to the things that I know and the things that I have experienced, for sure. So it came out of basically a need. A need. Yep. Yep. Out of need. Absolutely. You guys had to yeah. figure stuff out with right. that. Yeah. Um, and that led to the event space. What kind of events do you guys have? Um, you know, uh, on a on a on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Uh, our most popular event. Well, we do two types of events: social events and then business entrepreneurial events. So mm-hmm. on the social side, everything from baby showers. Uh, anniversary dinners, birthday parties, things of that nature, gender reveals. And then on the entrepreneurial side, because you know our passion is still to help as many small business owners as possible, we'll do pop-up shops. We have networking events. Uh, my wife and I will also train other uh, small business owners on things like how to start a business, how to you know scale your LLC. Uh, we'll do so- social media training, things of that. So we'll still try to give back to the community, um, and it's a good way to meet new people, meet mm-hmm. potential business owners. That's how that's, that's how, how we met, met. right? That's how we met. That's yep. how it works. So uh, yeah, events is you know one of the things that we use uh, when small businesses come to us and they're like, hey, we're trying to find a new way to again reach our target market or 
invest back in the community, you're like, hey, host events. Right. Yep. Host that's something you would recommend to a small business that's oh, absolutely. starting and, out or Yeah, that's starting mm-hmm. out. So that's um so we've created like a three or four step pillar on how to really jumpstart your business. Gotcha. And events is definitely one of those core pillars. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to give out the pillars for free because again, our goal number one is is again to help as many small business owners right. as possible. Right. And two, um, when we're giving out these strategies, still you know people will remember us and be like, hey, you know what? They gave us the pillars, but now we need some tactics. Mm-hmm. Let me call Kaz or let me call Yara and see what they could do to and help me. Want to dive in a little uh, bit deeper. Yep. yep. Right. But just to jump back, yeah, we say events. Even if again you just started a boutique mm-hmm. or you're mm-hmm. a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, we recently went to a chiropractor and they started they started hosting their own private event once a week on a Wednesday just to educate mm-hmm. new customers about yeah. how the how the whole entire process works, right? Yeah. So you got to think about it just like that. So if you own a restaurant and you're trying to get more customers to come in on a Tuesday night when it's the slowest night of the week, mm-hmm. have, karaoke. Yeah, karaoke, exactly. <laughs> so, but you could apply that concept. And we, I didn't think about it like that before uh, we ran into the struggle, but you could apply that concept to almost any business. Mm-hmm. If you're an auto mechanic, you could do a free seminar, even though that's out of your... It might be out of your wheelhouse or a skill set. But, but if you know, like yeah. if it's something you know, then if it's something, something you know, know, yeah, people value education mm-hmm. um, and they'll be drawn to you by you giving up of yourself and your time. You hear that? They're going to value Paula's about to be a professor. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. It's so, all about education. Yeah, she's going to be educating people. Love it. Love um, it. What are some of your favorite tools to use for digital marketing? For digital marketing, um, I'd say right now my number one favorite tool. So we have a lot of our own in-house tools in regards to, you know, posting. I say the biggest struggle for small business owners is knowing how to post in advance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the past, we've used a couple of other tools such as Planoli, mm-hmm. et cetera, Buffer. Uh, right now, we have an in-house tool that we push out a lot. Um, but other than that, I'd say my other most popular tool would be Canva. Okay. So when it comes down to just designing yep. and putting graphics together, uh, Canva is the one-stop shop for just about any and everything uh, digital as it relates to just, again, graphics. Mm. Yes, sir. I like that that answer. That's some good um, insight for people. um, Let me jump to, we have a segment um, on here. It's uh, what we call Ask P. P. Diddy. Ask P. Diddy? Ask P. That's not what we call it? (laughs) Okay. No, Paula has a a few questions and I wanted to see your thoughts on them. So she wants to know what the best way, uh, the best way to do. What's the best way to do digital marketing on social media? The best way to do digital marketing on social media. I, I would have to say that there's no silver bullet. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. I didn't read that the right way. Yeah, right. let's 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 bring it back. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the best way to do digital marketing on social media with the new privacy updates? With the new privacy updates. Okay, that definitely changes the question and right. it changes the answer. Yep. All right, so. Uh, so obviously, if you don't know, what happened was a couple months ago, just due to, I'd have to say, people feeling a little stepped on in regards to their privacy, yep. right? There's always been this battle between, you know, Apple and software providers, namely Facebook, yep. you know, right? And Facebook had to, uh, again, pull back a little bit mm-hmm. because now with that new iOS update, it's not allowing Facebook to leave cookies and pixels everywhere. So let me break that down. Mm-hmm. A cookie and a pixel is a piece of code that is placed on a website or in an application that allows your information to be tracked. So if anybody that's listening right now, if you've ever in the past 
you know, spoke to your boy about getting a new shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or even thought about getting a new shirt, then opened up Instagram and Facebook and, and bowed, is that yeah. white shirt I've been thinking about? Yeah. It wasn't by accident. It's because this tracking is so robust mm -hmm. that even if you've been thinking about doing something, it knows. And then, you know, as an advertiser or a marketer, you could de definitely get in front of your target audience and place those ads where it matters the most. Right. So with that being shifted, um, it's definitely taking uh, a huge chunk out of the ability to track users online, which, I, you know, as a consumer, I think it's a good thing. Right. Uh, I think you should have the, the right to opt in, so that's what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd have to say also, as a marketer, makes it makes it a little rougher in regards to, hey, I can't just... You know, target everybody yeah, the same way. It makes it difficult. So one of the things that's happening is ad costs are going up because mm -hmm. of it. But the way that we've been coaching our clients to get around it is to now target through video views. And the way that works is, number one, most of your marketing should be done on video right now anyway. 86% mm -hmm. of clients and consumers say that they are more willing to buy a product that they see a video first. Wow. And that's just natural. So right now we live in an age of YouTube, yep. Netflix, Hulu. People yeah. are just consuming. Snapchat, TikTok. People videos, are just consuming yeah. video. Mm -hmm. So we're telling our clients again, put out as much video as possible. Run ads to the videos that you already have. And now target those same customers based on how many times they've watched your video. Or mm -hmm. even better, how many seconds they've watched your video. Mm -hmm. So let's say we have a customer or a potential customer that comes to your site they only watch one second of video versus a customer that comes in and watches two minutes of your video. Mm -hmm. So now we can say like, hey, you know what? Let's look at the customer that watched two minutes and retarget that customer yep. back to a product. Yep. Right? So if they've clicked on and they click away, that's one, two seconds. Mm -hmm. They're not really that interested. Mm -hmm. But that two-minute watcher, definitely interested. Run your targeting back to that customer. Yeah. Your ad cost will go, go down because that's somebody that's interested. And again, it's it's not violating any privacy. Yep. So that's the easiest way. That was a major. Yeah. That was a good question but, and an even better. That was a great answer. That was great. It. Gotta that thank was, P Diddy for that one. Yeah, that was good. See, <laughs> I told you it's gonna catch. She said, no, it's not gonna catch. I said, no, it's gonna catch. Um, <laughs> Uh, episode 98 World Peace Podcast. My guest cast Thompson. I got a few more questions. For sure. You. I'm here Let's, for you. Um, Let's talk about, I mean, we were just talking about Facebook, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about this Facebook. Facebook shutdown that happened earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that, um, and I think, what, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts, um, I mean, I've been saying it for a while. Again, when we set up customers for strategy, the first thing we tell them is to diversify their, their portfolio. Yep. So don't, you know, even if you do have a favorite platform, we all have a play, favorite platform that we go to. Um, it's important to, again, use the other platforms. So when we were just talking about platforms, mm -hmm. the most popular is going to be Instagram and mm -hmm. Facebook. But there's a lot of businesses out there, small businesses that don't have a Google My Business profile right. set up. So even though Google My Business is not looked at as a social network, it's still a very important place to go to put your business because when customers are looking for plumbers, electricians, right. when, they broke, when they do break things, what do they do first? You're going to Google. You're going to be like, how do, I, how do I, whatever. I exactly. Can do exactly. It whatever. So Google My Business is a good place to have your, um, again, uh, your business located. But then you also have other platforms like Twitter, mm -hmm. LinkedIn. So do that. And then more importantly, um, even if you diversify your platforms, there's a lot of small business owners that don't own their own assets. Yeah. So that'd be the second most important thing I'd say. Um, you, you know, we don't own any piece of Facebook at all. 
right? We don't own Instagram. That's owned by somebody else. So right. if you have a business and you're not hosting your own podcast, mm-hmm. website, your own, even if you have a boutique and you're using, you know, Shopify, mm-hmm. you know, that's... They could shut that they down. Could shut that they, down. Right. So to, just yeah. make sure you own your name. Um, I think your name is the most important asset that you can have. When I say your, your name, meaning your domain name, mm-hmm. so com. Mm-hmm. try to find a place to host that name somewhere. Um, and that way, when things go down, you're still up, you're still right? Down. And then the third thing that's more important than anything else, even more important than the first two, is make sure that you have a place to communicate with your customers. And what we recommend is building some type of email list. Mm-hmm. So, again, even if those first two things go down the platforms even if you diversify and number two even if you have your own platform on a Mm www.whatever.com go daddy even if those two things go down email addresses are forever yeah right and um one of the things that we try to train and implement into the systems of our clients is making sure that they have some type of crm um right now there's a lot of free ones you can start off for free, literally, yeah. like Mailchimp, Mailchimp uh, ConvertKit, yep. right? And you know, when you when you're talking to a customer, um, the most important asset that you can have, even before you give them any, even before they give you money, is getting their their email. Yeah, address. I have the sure. email address. Yeah. That's definitely Super what I was clutch. thinking too. Yeah, yes, sir. Especially this week. <laughs> yeah, especially this week. I mean, I, even for us, like in the business, once. Um, you know, things went down on Monday. We had had a lot of people calling in just panicking. Because you have a lot of people right now in the age of digital marketing where people are like, hey, you know, I could sell, run a business from Instagram, which is cool to brag about until it goes down. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of people that, hey, I could sell through the DMs. And again, it's cool to brag about. We're not even saying don't sell through the DMs, no, but just have some type of backup. Have you, else, you definitely have to have a backup. Yeah, and think- um, the way we communicated on Monday to our clients was through email. Mm-hmm. The email didn't go down. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have, you can't have your eggs in the same Fall basket. In one basket. Mm-hmm. Yep. We do help with that. So um, I'm on the marketing side of the house, and she's not. She's actually in the background right now, so you guys can't see her. But we actually do help with formation as well. Uh, through Divergent Accounting. So if you're watching or listening, just divergentaccounting.com. Oh, man, and I'm so, to help the people, There man. you go. We're always helping the people. <laughs> so that's the thing, too, uh, being in partnership with your partner. Um, she's super great at finances and setting businesses up. And, you know, I'm good at you know, the, the marketing piece, yeah. right? Like so Showing it to the people. Exactly. So as we bring the awareness, sometimes we'll run into clients that, that are in the phase mm-hmm. of, hey, just selling through Instagram and and again that's fantastic and that's great but eventually just like uh, P. Diddy said we have to make sure that they're also correct on paper Mm -hmm. and for tax reasons and just not even for taxes just to legitimize your business with the state you're really not doing business until you're really doing business business. yeah you have the EIN set up the LLC set up Uh, so you know get with either me or her and we'll get you into the right direction in regards to legitimizing your business and making sure that business is going to stay up and running Yep, yes, sir. How do you feel about... Where do I want to go with? I got some good questions for sure. you, Mr. Thompson. Okay, how do you create an irresistible offer? Um, it starts with need first. So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what an irresistible offer mm-hmm. is. Um, here's the thing. An irresistible offer is any offer that will make somebody stop in their tracks and be like, hey, you know what? I need this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this now. Uh, for me, anytime I'm coaching through the irresistible offer process mm-hmm. the one thing that you're trying to sell and this is the biggest 
mistake people make is they're selling features and benefits. You really have to sell the result through a transformation. Mm. So that's the only reason that you're going to stop to really take time to look at any ad if it's irresistible. Right. Right? So if you're just scrolling through and you just see white shirt, yeah. it's not enough. Mm -hmm. Right? It has to be white shirt that makes you the man that you've always wanted right, to be. Right. right? So got the I want to be the man that mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be. So now, like again, I'm going to click because I want that result. Mm -hmm. Right? So even when you're looking at diet ads or whatever, it can't be like lose 10 pounds in... 20 days, yeah, right? Yeah. It has to be like, hey, you can now finally meet the girl of your dreams. Gotcha. Because people want that result, mm -hmm. right? And it's more realistic. For ladies, they want to look good mm -hmm. or great mm -hmm. in that dress when they go back to their Sweet 16 reunion or what have you. That's so the again, you're, you're, you're selling a dream. Uh, so when you just think about creating a resistible offer, uh, just keep in mind that you're selling the result and not the product and not the feature and not the benefit, just the results, transformation. Okay. Yes, sir. What... Um, I don't want to ask this. What would be what's what's harder to do, build a business or buying a business? That's a great question. I'd have to um, I'd have to say first first and foremost, I've never bought a business, mm -hmm. right? So all of the businesses that we own, we built, um, and I think I have to be biased in saying probably running, probably you know, starting building. and running and building. Um, takes a lot of time and commitment, um, and you're definitely going to run into roadblocks. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen that, you know, the most successful business has like four silos to it: mm -hmm. it's sales, marketing, operations, and finance. And guess what? You're not going to be an expert in all and four all of those. So you might be an expert in two, maybe even three if mm -hmm. you're really good. Uh, but you're going to need help with some you know, other part of the business. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people wait too long to get the help that they really need in order to be successful. Yep. So put that work in. When should you start marketing? Right That's away. A good one. Yeah, so, that was a good question. Uh, so, P. Diddy just asked when do you start marketing? Mm -hmm. uh, marketing has to be part of your initial business plan. So, when you're actually creating your business plan, a lot of people will leave this part out, mm -hmm. um, but they won't even put any marketing budget in play. Yes. Because they're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to wait on making money, and the money I make. I'll use part of that to do the marketing. That's a lot of people. A lot of people do it's that. And that's scary. actually one of the biggest mistakes. It's like the whole chicken, what came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. But you're not going to get the customers if there's no marketing to begin with. So, if they don't uh, know yep. about it. Yeah. Yep. So we recommend uh, putting aside 20 to 40%. You have to be really aggressive when you're first starting. 20 mm -hmm. to 40% up front. Once you're running, no less than 20% of your forecasted revenue for the year should mm -hmm. go to marketing. Okay. So if you want to make a hundred thousand in a year, twenty thousand at the very least mm -hmm. should be allocated towards your marketing budget, and and that's not even just digital marketing. Yeah. That could be business cards, that could yeah. be flyers, that could be that could be t-shirts, right? It could be t-shirts. Yeah, that could be, be logos. Events. It, it could be, be events. Yeah. So yep. just make sure that you you know earmarked again twenty percent of that budget at the very least. Forty percent would be aggressive and good. Yes, sir. Now you're good. Keep going. Marketing oh, yeah. is definitely more than just social media. It's presence. It's it's personal branding, business branding. Um, a lot of people put a lot of money just into social media, but it's podcasting. It's, it's, podcasting. it's anything that you could do to get your brand out there. It's billboards, signs. Billboards is in front of more people, right? Yeah. That's gonna be that's the core essence of marketing is getting your message mm -hmm. out as many times as possible so people could remember. Because mm -hmm. if you only if people have only heard about you once or twice. Especially now in 
you know, I don't want to date the podcast, mm-hmm. but in 2021, um, our attention spans are so low yeah. that you need to be able to hit people seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen times, yeah. right? And they got to see your brand and your messaging, your logo, mm-hmm. your name over and over and over and over again. So it's, social media is definitely not enough. No, because yeah, usually be the there. first time I see something, I'm not. Even yeah. if it's something that I like or I want, I'm yeah. not really like, I have to see things a few times. Yep, yep, so. yep. And you don't know what's happening too, but mm-hmm. even when you make a purchase and you decide to do something, you've already seen it. 15 times mm-hmm. but you just don't even remember yeah. and then sometimes when you're like hey that's deja vu it's not deja vu the marketing has been happening mm-hmm. um, over I'd have to say not to jump into but the brand that does this probably the best is McDonald's yeah so when you're oh yeah. so when you're two or three years old right mm-hmm. what you remember seeing is the golden arches right mm-hmm. and then they associate the golden arches with a happy happiness right mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. happiness yeah. so, hey mom we gotta stop not not because, hey, McDonald's is the best place to eat, mm-hmm. but because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. So now you got moms you who got are indoctrinated too. by McDonald's branding. Let me get a Happy Meal because it's quick, easy, and convenient. But mm-hmm. now you got the kid that's getting a toy. So now there's immediate, like, an immediate reward yep. <laughs> for stopping McDonald's. Easy so now all through this child's life, they're remembering this moment that they had, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to McDonald's. I'm playing in the ball pit. Mm-hmm. That ball pit is is a marketing tool it is. to make kids happy, and kids, happy kids, turn into happy, happy adults. buying adults. <laughs> happy buying adults. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, so that's probably that. you know one of my favorite stories to tell in regards to how marketing works, um, and how messaging, the messaging part mm-hmm. of marketing works. Like that's not the Hamburglar, Grimace, Ronald Donald. They're clowns. For a reason, because they're trying to attract kids who, again, turn into adults. Yeah. So they have a, a 30 year life cycle. There's arches. You seen them arches in the sky from yeah, you know, yeah, from miles, miles away. away Any know? kid is gonna be like, hey, mom, I want McDonald's. Yeah. Um, what do you think about? Um, you think NFTs are all just blowing smoke, or is it just I, hype? Or I don't. I think there's def- definitely some validity t- validity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Um, you know, we use the word digital so often it makes sense that now there's going to be currency and something of value associated with with things that are different, yeah. right? Uh, we can't escape it. I'm not an expert yet, but I've been studying mm-hmm. and watching. It's interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting, and I think it's something to keep an eye on. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, again, five years ago, people were like, hey, Bitcoin is not going to be a thing. Same thing, right? <laughs> so now people are making millions of dollars yeah. off of it, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is the thing I tell people. Just even if you are... A little hesitant you know just be open to the idea do your own research uh, there's tons of information out there yeah. again between Google mm-hmm. YouTube but you know I have a lot of friends right now who are creating uh, you know NFTs, NFTs. yeah yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's based good. off of again graphics yep things that are gonna be around for a long time mm-hmm. so. and yep. it's something I think uh, listen to somebody say if you like kind of like put an incentive on it mm-hmm. or maybe you uh, like you said, with the events, maybe somebody might buy an NFT and that might give you a ticket to, right. you know, their event, event or mm-hmm. whatever. If it's somebody, like, um, that you admire, maybe you get to sit down with that right. person right. or right. something like that. Yeah. So, and oftentimes, like, people realize that there's value in something, like, way too late. Yeah, like, to me, coming up, like, it was like, 
you know, garbage pail kids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like just baseball cards, yeah. right? And now like, or com- even comic books. Like, right. all right, so I'm gonna give you a good example. So comic books, like I actually have like old versions of some like Marvel comics, like Thor 300 or whatever. I haven't even priced it yet. But I know now since, you know, over the past 10 years with what? the yeah. MCU, <laughs> like even as a kid in the sixth grade, I didn't mm-hmm. think it would be something. I just kept it because I thought it was cool. Right. But I could associate that in the same way an NFT is going to be cool in 20 years, 20 years right it's just hey you just got to get in front of it mm-hmm. um, now I'm not recommending that you go and just hoard a bunch yeah, of stuff just jump in head first do, <laughs> yeah. your, do your do research you, do your due diligence definitely do your research and um, you know if there's a if there's a way you could get in on it um, the good thing about digital is that it doesn't take up space in the garage yep. versus comic books so. yep. Yeah. <laughs> the comic, the comic books thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a few more questions. Then we're gonna sure. let you go. Um, did you have another question? You've been killing it. You good? You good? Right? No. Okay. Um, what are some great values for collaboration? Great values. Like, for what are some values that you look for when you're working with other people? Oh, that's a great question. We actually talked about this uh, in the car just ten minutes ago, because <laughs> um, we were talking about a potential partner and. Things that we like versus things that we don't like. Um, Obviously, it's going to be great communication. I'd have to say that's probably key. Not everybody's an expert, right? And not everybody... People are going to mess up, Mm -hmm. right? But when you communicate and you hold yourself accountable Mm -hmm. to your mistakes, um, that makes for an easier partnership in in collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? And then we also look for people that are just willing to work hard. We work hard. Um, We play hard, too. So I'm not saying it's got to be 24-7, 365, work, 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 work. But um, anything that we put our heart into, like we go hard mm-hmm. to make sure that it becomes fruitful and it's achieving the goals that we want for our clients. Um, so when we collaborate, we're looking for people that could either match us or actually be better than us yeah. for us to keep up too. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, iron irons and sharpens yeah. iron, right? Yeah. So uh, I want to mess with somebody or I want to be around somebody that's going to make me better mm-hmm. and hold me accountable and make me stronger as well. So yeah. learn yeah. some things from them. And stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. As a potential client, as a marketing client, uh, somebody that's going to be willing to take coaching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So still communication. Um, And I could give you, sometimes we scare clients away because I'll actually give them the blueprint even before they become a paying client. And, you know, the very last thing that we'll say is, um, you know, like reach back out to us or like schedule another appointment or what have you. And we'll never hear from them again, mm-hmm. right? Because so either there's something too scary about it mm-hmm. in regards to the amount or the level of work that was involved, or they're just capping like that. <laughs> like right. that happens a lot too, where people still want to stay where they are because it's comfortable and it's safe. Um, but you can't really grow without it being uncomfortable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the truth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, my last question. We usually are. Wait, are we good? You got another one? I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, people got to reach out, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, this is my last one. We sure. ask everybody on this. How do you see the world and how would you like to see the world? How do I see the world? I see the world right now still disheveled and very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot of... Um, Separation, right? When it comes to ideas, it's not even just, it's beyond race at mm-hmm. this point. Um, this is a deep question. Like, so I, I want to take my time with I it, do. right? Yeah, I, I, I'd have to say, like, just 
the fact that we're not unified as a people. When I say as a people, I mean world, world peace, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's to the point where we're arguing over things that aren't even relevant and won't even be relevant in 10 or 20 years. Like it's not all about money or what type of car you drive. Again, um, I could talk about race, but it's even again it's deeper bigger. than that. Um, same thing with religion. Like I, I grew up very religious, mm-hmm. but just because somebody else has a, a different set of beliefs, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's wrong mm-hmm. or right. 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 So it's okay for people to have opinions, and you just accept that opinion, and we can still be friends. So we can still still talk. Right. <laughs> Everything that's a disagreement or a difference in opinion doesn't mean that it has to end in an argument. And I think that's what's happening right now when you look at Democratic, Republican, black, white, yeah. uh, Cowboys, Giants, yeah. even it's sports. Of, like, it's yeah. like it's okay. You could be a Dallas Cowboys fan if you want right, to. Right, right, right. It might not be the right thing to do, but, it's okay. but I'm not going to hate you either. I still got love for you. you know <laughs> I still got love for you. So that's, that's, that's where I see it now. Where I'd like to see it is, again, you know, obviously people having the ability to dialogue and communicate um, before before violence has to kick in. Yeah. You know, like I think there should be ways where people could really just be honest about their ignorance too, because typically fear comes out of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, just be willing to say, like, you know what, I don't understand your religion, or I don't understand your sexual preference. Right? That's true. Let's talk about it. It might not be my way, but I, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. And I want you to understand how I feel and how it makes me feel. And then that's the type of dialogue that I personally believe will lead to um, you know, a better world. I sure. like that. I like that answer, too. Yeah. Gotta, people yeah. people be scared. Yeah, yeah, people are scared. People be scared. Yeah, people are scared. Where can people reach out to Cash Thompson? There you go. All right, so I got a lot for you. <laughs> Let's do it. See, I can't talk about personal branding and not be ready. Come so on. obviously I got the shirt on. Let's do right? it. So it's gladmash.com or just Google Gladmash for all of your you know marketing needs. So if you're an agent or owner and you're trying to get to a place where you want to be found online, uh, just Google Gladmash. Easy to find. Mm-hmm. We're everywhere, Instagram, Facebook. If you need any financial help, business formation, accounting, taxes, right? Any help at all from, you know, again, getting your business to a financial good place. It's going to be divergent accounting also everywhere. So Google it, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to know what we're doing uh, from an event standpoint, you Mm -hmm. can go to smallbusiness180.com. You'll see both of us there. But the event space is also called Bridge Grounds. And you can also Google that, Bridge Grounds. Um, And that's it. Yeah, that's your event space. Again, Gladmash, Divergent Accounting. Uh, You're going to also look at Small Business 180. And for events, Bridge Grounds, events company. There we go. Thank you for um, uh, spending time with us today. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And that is, that's it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That's all. That's all.